Hey Cameron, how's it going? It's good, Jake, but you're in Japan. Yeah, and you're in America, so we got that distance thing going on right now. So we made a podcast about nerdy video games and nostalgia so we can stay together. This is Region Unlocked Season 2. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Region Unlocked. This is hey guys, season two. Hey, Jake, how's it going? Hey, Cameron, it's going great. I am super <laughs> pumped for season two. Let me tell you. Me too. I think uh, we learned a lot from season one. We, we had some good growth as humans and podcasters. Mm. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that we just have realized that there is so much more to talk about. We have not even scratched the surface of video game rantings that we can uh, <laughs> provide to our lovely audience. By the way, thank you, everyone, yes. for being a devoted listener. Yes, thank you very much. Um, yeah, season one was 19 episodes, which was pretty cool. This season is going to be probably a lot longer than that, as yeah. we have a lot to talk about. Mm, but. Anyway, so let's get into uh, what's up with us. Jake, you are yeah. no longer in Tokyo. Uh, no, I am not. I'm currently living in Osaka, specifically Toyonaka City, Osaka. Um, I'm actually walking distance from Osaka International Airport, which means, uh, sorry, folks, <laughs> occasionally <laughs> you get like a that flies overhead. But um, thankfully, we haven't heard anything yet. Knock on uh, bamboo wood. That's what my <laughs> table is made out of, by the way. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's been up with me. Oh, and there's an amazing electronics store that I visited just yesterday. But it's like one of those that's specifically, um, uh, it, it's, it's designed for like nerd fandom and stuff as well. So there's yeah. a lot of like anime and stuff there. But a great selection, so I was browsing that. Does it have old Quite. games? Uh, no old games. It was all new stuff. That was the only thing oh. that was disappointing. But uh, yeah, it was still fun to look at. I'm looking for a really good old video game center around here, I suppose. Yeah. I haven't found one yet. Cool. Well, hmm. uh, nothing's really up with me. It's currently summer break right now, so I'm doing nothing. But... Uh, hmm. Let's talk about some news in the podcast. So, as you know, we have an email, regionunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. You're always free to send us questions and whatnot there. But actually, today we are launching a Twitter account because we're so cool and hip. And Twitter <laughs> is the way to, to communicate these days. But really, yes, uh, we wanted a, an outlet to be able to kind of post other video game nerdy i mean stuff going on in our lives especially all the cool stuff jake gets to see while he's in japan and post that up on make it easy for you to find and kind of give you a behind the scenes look at how things are done here and also give you a, i guess a, a face to go with the voices if you have no idea mm. who we are yeah. but um, yeah, we thought that'd be a fun way to, to better interact with you and you can send us direct messages on there instead of using Gmail. And I'm excited because I've never used Twitter before at all. So I really don't know what it's capable of because yeah. I'm very behind <laughs> on the on the technology here. Other than finding wonderful turnip prices, I suppose. <laughs> That's right. If you're not uh, using Twitter to sell or to, yeah, to sell turnips on Animal Crossing, I don't know what you're doing. That's all I use it for right now. <laughs> Same here. But yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. I've got some cool stuff that I've been writing down that we could potentially use on there. Some fun uh, cultural stuff that uh, that I think some of you might like to see. Excellent. So yeah, uh, check that out today. It's just Region Unlocked on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, now is the perfect time to make one and uh, make us the first people you follow. And we are excited for you to do that. So, totally. moving on. Today, we are going to kick off season two. You know, last season we focused mostly on the 90s. A few game, or sorry, a few N64 games bled over into the 2000s, but you know, that was the N64 era. We're moving past that. And mm -hmm. 
we are going to kick it off today with the Game Boy Advance, which came out in June of 2001. So a good place to start in our 2000s. And today we're mostly going to focus on just kind of the history and the facts about the system itself. And then next week, talk more specifically about the games, because honestly, Jake, there's just there's so much here. The more I thought about it, I was like, oh, no, we can't do all of Game Boy Advance in in one episode. So we're going to try to split this up. Yeah, that's the tough thing, is condensing all the information that we find. Like, oh, we want to use this. We want to use this. We often have long discussions before we do these podcasts about what we should and shouldn't <laughs> talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I think we started this call 38 minutes ago, and now we're going to talk yeah, some more. 38, 58, who knows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so that's another thing we're going to try to change a bit in season two is drop. we're going to try to drop our times a bit from like 45 mm. minutes to an hour just because i yeah. think anything over an hour is uh, definitely a commitment to listen to unless you're really enjoying it and that's definitely not always the case with <laughs> what we've had to say in the past um yeah, yeah i've noticed oh, on we our, didn't have to say yeah i've noticed on our account on the website that some of the longer episodes have uh, fewer views on them but yeah anyway you should have a tldr episode at some point <laughs> to oh tldl too long didn't listen yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right Alrighty. so let's i guess let's get in it let's talk let's about the game boy advance oh yeah all right this was a new console for the millennium at oh least it gosh. seemed like in our lives when it came out this this thing was was everything to me I mean, sure, around mm-hmm. the same time we had the GameCube, but, you know, we're not focusing on that. The Game Boy Advance was huge. Mm. When this thing was announced, sorry, not when it was announced, but I want to give you some perspective here about, like, how big a deal it was. So, the original Game Boy came out in 1989, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> so it, it came out yeah. and they, you know, they had some revisions along the way. They had the game boy pocket in 96. They had the color in 1998. Yeah. But they were all kind of the same. I mean, yeah, you, you could kind of say the game boy color to the game boy is like the new three DS to the three DS. Right. They're, yeah. they're yeah. still kind of the same. In fact, I was, I was looking this up and like the original Game Boy could still play Game Boy Color games, most yes. of them. So like uh, Pokemon Crystal, that was exclusive yeah. to the Game Boy Color. But yeah, either way, all this is to say that it was still pretty much the same system mm-hmm. from 1989 to 2001. Yeah. So the Nintendo gra- the graphical it, capabilities were pretty similar. It seemed yeah. like I mean, other that than the main color. deal. Yeah, yeah. Other than the color. <laughs> so the the Game Boy went. 12 dang years 12 years without a successor mm. where they just dominated the market again they yeah, I mean, yeah. they didn't need to innovate because there wasn't competition but, but there actually was competition they just dominated that much more so i mean yeah. they they had things like the sega game gear and uh-huh. uh the atari lynx which yep. honestly were were way prettier and had backlit screens and looks really yes. good but the game boy yeah. was significantly cheaper mm-hmm. uh, more durable and had a much better battery life compared to those yes. yes so real quick let me hit you up with some some price knowledge the original game boy in 1989 launched at 89 dollars, adjusted for inflation that's about 170 today so okay not too bad and the Game Gear came out in 1991 at $149. Today, that's hmm. 282 So we're looking at Whoa. 170 versus 280 Like, that price is a steep difference. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that really is. Oh, my gosh. That's stuff you don't think about when you're super young in your single-digit years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't think about that at all, especially price, because, you know, it's not like we bought these for ourselves. Oh, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) 
so before we dive more into to facts and history, all that, I mean, all that to say, that's, that's just crazy that it went 12 years before yes. the follow-up to the Game Boy came up, came out. And it was mm-hmm. so significantly different and better when it, when it finally did. So what were just your initial impressions of the Game Boy? And what, what did you think when it was coming out? Uh, what, I mean, what's your memory of getting it and, and so on? What stands out to you about this? Yeah, my first memory was with the Game Boy Pocket. I didn't know what the original Game Boy was because when I learned about the Game Boy, it was the Game Boy Pocket and all those TV ads from 1997-ish. Uh-huh. So that was my first one. So it's essentially the Game Boy, just slightly bit smaller. And I was just, I, I was hooked initially. I was so excited and I needed this thing because, oh my gosh, I play Nintendo 64 at home. I can play Mario. Now I can play Mario on the go. And there's <laughs> something really exciting about that. Yeah. So I really wanted Super Mario Land and the Game Boy Pocket. And I got it for Christmas at some point around then. And I was freaking excited. I think the game that I got was uh, Super Return of the Jedi. So that was my first Game Boy game ever. Mm-hmm. And I would play it all the time. Um, and the batteries would just cycle through and then i'd always have to ask for more batteries uh, yeah. but that's that that's my initial reaction was hey i'm excited now i can play my favorite games on the go and that sounds that sounds like a like an advertisement but that's why i was excited because i could take it where i wanted basically yeah so i never owned an original game boy uh, my mm. game boy advance was my first one and now that I'm, I'm trying to remember it, it's just funny back then, especially because this came out in 2001. We were 10. And, yeah, yeah. you know, new, video game news media did not exist at all the way it does today. Sure, there was Nintendo Power. And, yeah. you know, I don't think I actually subscribed to Nintendo Power until high school. But Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I, had nev- I never had any idea when things were coming out other than what some friends would say and yeah. i remember in target just all of a sudden seeing the game boy advance on the shelf yeah. and just being like whoa what what on earth is this it looks <laughs> so different it's like sideways and just because of that because it was so different part of my mind like didn't accept that this is a game boy this is yeah this is something different and uh. even when i finally got it I don't know. I <laughs> this is a weird thing to try to explain. I just kind of had like this guilty type feeling or or something where it's just like this is I have a Game Boy now, but I never owned a real Game Boy. This is oh, this is a different one and I I don't I know see. why I felt that way, but I do remember <laughs> I I got it for Christmas one year and just being so excited. So excited yeah, to get yeah. this. And That's awesome when i i got uh what i get with it game oh spongebob square pants super sponge which is a, yeah, a side-scrolling yeah. spongebob game where you can like yep. catch jellyfish and fling them at enemies and i just remember yeah, you showed that game to me i remember that <laughs> uh, there's so much crap on game boys as well but some beautiful games that stand out but yeah. i just remember getting that and of course you know the light the screen is garbage so I had mm-hmm. to get a light to put on it. And I remember yeah. sitting in my closet in the dark with just my light shining on this, playing through SpongeBob. And just so it, you could uh, use the light, just exactly. sit in your closet, just to say, hey, I can use the light. <laughs> I mm-hmm. remember getting that light accessory. I think my first one was for the Game Boy Pocket, and that was the best. Those, you know, those crappy third-party light accessories that we all had to buy for those game boys and i could play it without my parents knowing and i would stay up like super super late <laughs> and then if i heard one of them walking by i'd just like quickly close it or hide it and pretend i was sleeping jake 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 yes i was a naughty human being <laughs> that was uh that that was the deviousness that i uh was able to get by with with the game boy so devious part of the whole yes it was horrible <laughs> so but what do you think of the advance when you got that when I got the Advance, I was even more excited because it was 3D and it was colorful. 3D-ish. So, like, 
3D ish. There, there were it had capable. Um, it had games that were capable of you know looking 3D. I should say, yeah, looking 3D, quote unquote. Sure. But my friends had it, and I saw them playing it, and everyone was just huddled around. It was in some schoolyard, I think, and. It was so cool because not only was it sideways, like you said, but the games were super tiny. That was oh, yeah. what first really got my attention was the game size. Like, whoa, these are half the size of a Game Boy game. I can carry more around. That was <laughs> the first them. thing I thought of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not realizing, hey, these are going to be twice as expensive. <laughs> Well, they weren't actually too much more expensive. I think. Oh, really? Generally, a, a Game Boy Advance game was thirty to forty dollars, depending on what it was. And I believe, okay, an average price of a Game Boy game was about thirty dollars. So, okay, not not too much increase. Again, it depended on the game. So, thirty to forty. Okay. okay. So about the same. Well, I'll tell you what. I was not carrying around more. I, I was not carrying around more Game Boy Advance games. That's for sure. I only had like one or two for the longest time. Yeah, I'd say I definitely lo- I lost a lot of my games. Like I, I have no idea where that SpongeBob game is now. I, oh, in in preparation for this episode, I did try to dig out as much as I could, and I think I found. Oh no, I have a crappy Bionicle game too oh. that, I, that I can't find. <laughs> but ironically, I do still have the box for both those games. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, I hey. think I have I have the box for every Game Boy game that was bought for me or I bought. I have a few that I've bought like off eBay and whatnot, so I don't have the boxes for those. But gotcha. I, so, I still have the box for Super Monkey Ball. Oh. SpongeBob, Bionicle, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and Mario Super Circuit. So okay, all those all those games I bought new, I still have the box for. So I'm very proud of that. Gotcha. That that's pretty cool. Super Monkey Ball. That was one of those games that looked 3D ish. Yeah, you're that right. Looked that looked really fun. That game was good. I played. I remember I never, playing that on the bus on the way to school every day. Never played that one. I played it on the GameCube though. It was fun, similar. Fun game though. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. The the Game Boy Advance was smaller. The games were smaller, so they were easier to lose. I guess is what you're yeah. saying. That's the moral <laughs> yeah. of the story. <laughs> but, yeah, because I don't know if I ever had a carrying case for it. Hey, everyone, it's Cameron, and I just wanted to interrupt real quick and say thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to our show and join us here in Season 2. Jake and I were super excited just to, to be able to keep doing this. Like, this is so much fun, even though it's not the best, I know. But it's worth it, and we love doing it, and we love that you are listening. So I just wanted to real quick give a a quick shout-out to the people who've left us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. So Corgi Girl, Red Hawk Pistol, and K-Bro, we really appreciate you leaving us a written review. So if anyone else you want to get a shout-out, leave us a written review, and uh, just let us know what you think and how we're doing. We really appreciate that. So... Thank you again. Hopefully we have awesome more things to to bring you here in season two, and I hope you enjoy it. <gasps> Let's get back to it. This was something we never even talked about growing up, though. I was subscribed to Nintendo Power since 2001, but we never like discussed video games much aside from the N64. I should, I should say, like, upcoming games. Yeah, that's true. Even though we both had access to that information. That's interesting. Oh, I don't know. Actually, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, again, now that I think about it, I think a lot of information I got about upcoming games was seeing, like, the big cardboard pre-order sign at GameStop at the mall. I'd be walking yeah, by, yeah. and it's like, oh, there's Mario Kart Double Dash? What? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> or what was GameStop called at the time? Electronics Boutique? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think in 2001 it, it was GameStop. Or maybe, okay. you're think, maybe you're thinking of Babbage's. Babbage's. That was a, that was one of the ones that was like affiliated. But so there was Babbage's and Electronics Boutique, which later became EB Games. Oh, and right. And then they kind of merged into GameStop, which took over everything. And now it's kind of taken itself out. But that's yeah. not the point. <laughs> yep. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So 
The Game Boy Advance, it launched with 15 games. And I highlighted a few that stood out to me. Uh, we got Super Mario Advance, which hmm. I believe was a port of one of the original Super Mario games. Yes. Uh, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, Tony Hawk hmm. Pro Skater, and Rayman. And then some others I don't recognize. Still, 15 games for a launch is pretty significant. Yeah, not bad at all. First game that I got with it was um, Mario Kart Super Circuit. And I remember playing that as soon as I got it and not stopping. Well, eventually I did stop, but it seemed (laughs) like it was forever. Yeah, that game was good. It was. I don't think the controls really aged well, though, to be honest. Eh. It's hard to control now. It's hard to pick up, I should say, and just play. You have to... You mean like you control with the D-pad? integrate yourself. It, yeah, you really have to play it for a bit to get the groove back on. So I remember this. I had this crazy contraption for my Game Boy Advance where it slid over the top and it added like yeah. extra handles to the side, and uh-huh. then it had a joystick that went over the D-pad. So you would oh gosh, it felt like you <laughs> had a joystick, but it was actually just clicking the D-pad underneath it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It it was so chunky it was a big probably mad cats thing and so it also had a a light and magnifying glass on the top because remember it wasn't enough just to light up your screen you had to magnify it as well yep (laughs) yeah oh those i remember those those are fun now they're just ridiculous looking back at them oh i know so (laughs) let's talk about a few of the things some crazy things about this and that is the the amount of accessories that actually came with the game boy advance so mm. first off we got a link cable that's pretty standard the link cable you know came into play on the game boy with trading pokemon back and forth but yeah. i believe this was the first time that the link cable allowed like four player multiplayer it, uh-huh. i don't know if that was on the game boy but don't quote me on that but i think one of the cooler features this had is it had a link cable to connect to your GameCube. And yes, there was certain games and features that could be implemented with, with using this. So do you remember any any features or any games that you could use this with? Yes, actually. I played it significantly with Animal Crossing. Oh, me too. Yeah. So remind Good old me, Animal Crossing. Remind me what that did. Like, what could you do uh, in Animal Crossing because of it? So in Animal Crossing, you could access an island off the southern part of your um, uh, the dock on the southern uh, uh-huh. section of your place, and this island was private, and there were like exclusive flowers that were there, and you could just go and chill at your own house, and then there was one other resident living there that you could talk to as well. So it would load all of that onto your Game Boy Advance, so you could get on your Game Boy Advance and walk around this island too. So it was like kind of two versions of the island, right? So one on the GameCube, and then if I remember right, you could like disconnect it from the GameCube and still be playing it on your Game Boy, except it was, you know, a a much crappier version. Yep, yep. I really (laughs) don't know the practical use of it other than, hey, this is cool. I'm on my island on my Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it was cool. And I think that was like the only way you could get coconuts and... You could get some tropical shirts and, and things like that yeah. to take back. I forgot about that. And, and you could tell your friends, hey, look where I am. <laughs> yeah. Some other games I remember, I know Wind Waker was a big one where you got, it was called the Tingle Tuner, and you would, oh, yeah. Uh, you would control Tingle, and basically a second player would play him, and he'd have like a top down view of a dungeon, and uh-huh. you could hover him around because you know tingles floating up on his balloon and like Uh drop bombs on enemies for link oh oh that's cool (laughs) yeah it's it's so weird but probably my favorite was in metroid prime if you linked up with metroid fusion it would allow you to play in the fusion suits in metroid prime on the game okay and they looked really good they're you know full renders of these Uh fusion suits which i think the fusion suit looks awesome and play that on gamecube nice the uh, the other game that i played with the game boy advance on the gamecube was um mario golf toadstool tour 
Oh, yeah? So, yeah, you could uh, get the Game Boy Advance game and then the GameCube game, and you could port your characters from your Game Boy Advance to the GameCube, along with all their stat that you build up. Okay. So, because the Game Boy Advance version was like an RPG, and then that would just give you a severely overpowered golfer on the GameCube, (laughs) which was super fun. All right. And then other than that... I can't think of anything else. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the I mean the GameCube link cable, that was cool. And I like how Nintendo kind of marketed the Game Boy Advance and GameCube together in mm. a in a really effective way, especially with that link cable. And also I, I just really liked how, you know, both of their standard colors were purple. So they mm-hmm. they seemed like they went together. Yes. And, man, good times. Another very strange feature they added to this was the e-reader the e-reader yeah i remember that (laughs) so the e-reader was this big chunky peripheral that you plugged into the back of your game boy that basically had a little credit card swiper on it Uh and you would buy these cards kind of like kind of like amiibo now this is like the first version of amiibo and uh-huh. swipe them through the back and they would unlock certain features in different games. This is not something I ever owned. I know it existed yeah. in Animal Crossing. I'm not sure what it did, but it was a thing. Do you have any experience with it? No, but what it did was you'd swipe them and you could play the game or get the item on the card. If right. that makes sense. Okay. So like you could play 8-bit like Nintendo games. Um like uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey oh, Kong. Oh, that's right. So it had like yeah. NES games on a card, and you would swipe it yep. through. Swipe it and play it. And then I think the biggest thing that I remember with the e-reader was that commercial with Donkey Kong Jr. It was like a claymation commercial where he was like <laughs> along this conveyor belt, and then he just gets squished and stamped by these machines and flattened and turned into a card. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> And I just thought to myself, poor guy. Like, this is supposed to be funny, but poor guy. I thought that he was just not treated well at all. He absolutely was not. But that was the e-reader. Yeah. I never had it. Yeah, me neither. But the the last thing I wanted to bring up was the Game Boy Advance video. Do you Mm. remember this? Yeah, are you talking about the cartridges that had like the episodes, like yes. the cartoon episodes on them? Yeah, yes. I had I had SpongeBob or some SpongeBob oh, you did. one. And it was fun and all, but the problem was, and I don't know why this was the case, the episodes on my cart were not the ones advertised on the box. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like a mixed or a mismatched one. It was weird. Huh. Yes. Maybe it's worth a lot these days. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, if you still have the box, maybe. Yeah, no box. <laughs> so I, I those doubt went, it. Those been the garbage. You were smart to save those. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what some of these prices are. I'm going to check in a second. But anyway. Yeah. So the Game Boy Advance video, if you don't know, I, it, it wasn't a peripheral. It was basically cartridges that they put out that were just yep. episodes of things. And... Mm-hmm. We had things like SpongeBob, some Dragon Ball, some Pokemon, uh, mm-hmm. even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Yu-Gi-Oh. It was kind of like, I don't know, like WB type. It, it was put on, a lot of it was put on by four kids, which was mm-hmm. a company kind of related to, to WB. And mm-hmm. it had three full movies. It had Shrek, Shrek 2, and Shark Tale. Oh and my gosh. Which I think is just so funny because of how big of a meme Shrek now is on the internet. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. how, how have no memes popped up of people like watching it on their Game Boy? Because <laughs> you know it has to look like crap and sound like crap. And but, it did. But there's something so cool about that. Thinking, I mean, being able to watch a movie on a, a device basically the size of your phone now. So now it's, you know, it's easy to watch a movie on a road trip or something. But Yep. The fact that you could have it on your Game Boy <laughs> is big stuff back then. Yeah, it's very unique. Uh, mm. and that wasn't really replicated again until what the PSP had videos that you had to buy specifically for the PSP. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like Spider Man launched with that. Yeah, but. yeah, that had the little discs, <clears throat> the mini discs. 
Yeah, weird. So the next thing I wanted to bring up was let's just talk about the the original Game Boy Advance in its horizontal form. What do you like about it? What was what were the standout features that you really enjoyed? The cool clear casing and the fact that it had um, an L and an R button. Mm-hmm. I like that design. I know that that was not super popular with everyone, but I liked it, and it was sideways. So, yeah, like you said earlier, it was cool. It was different. It was sleek. Yeah. I'd say I definitely, in, in retrospect, it's the most ergonomic of the mm. variations. I think it's the most comfortable yep. to hold, and it just, I think it makes the most sense. It's, it's still not huge, so um, form factor was good. And then you mentioned the color. What what color did you have? I had the. I think it was called Arctic Blue. Okay, so it was like a Arctic translucent ice blue or something. Yeah, the translucent blue. Okay, so I had the same one. Oh yeah. I, I say had because I can't find it. I spent like all week trying to find it. Searched through a bunch of oh. totes around my house, around my mom's house, and I have no idea where it is. And I oh, want to find it so bad. So in the meantime, I actually just bought another one on eBay. So just so you know, okay. a standard original Game Boy Advance goes for about 50 bucks on eBay. If, they're, if you're finding them for more than that, don't pay it because they're, they're worth 50 bucks. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, I was so disappointed that I couldn't find it. But Aww. that kind of leads me to let's talk about what we didn't like, and I will kick it off. And the only thing I don't like is the screen. Oh, and okay. Just because... The screen, the 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 non-lit screen is just so garbage where it's like, why did <laughs> they even bother putting color in these games in the first place? You yeah. cannot see it except like in direct sunlight or with these light peripherals. It is so difficult to see these games. And yep. it's hilarious now. If you look up like screenshots of these games, they are very uh-huh. vibrant. They are very pretty. But yeah. you would have never known that. They yeah. were so dim and hard to see. So because of all this, uh, do I want to tell the story now? Or am I getting ahead of myself? I'll go ahead and tell it now. So I've been doing okay. research recently <laughs> on how to mod it. Because I think of the variations of the Game Boy Advance, the original is my favorite. And so okay. that's part of why I was going crazy trying to find my old one. So I bought yeah. a new one. And then I, actually, I bought a screen kit with an actual backlit screen. And so okay. I'm going to take it all apart and put it back together. And so I can have an original Game Boy Advance with a beautiful screen and actually play these games mm. in their glory. Because right now, I so in preparation for this again, which I'll talk about more next week, but I just bought uh, Zelda Minish Cap to play through. Uh-huh. And I'm playing it on my SP. And first off, the SP... Uh, I am getting ahead of myself. But it, it still looks <laughs> crap on my SP because I have one of the first versions of it. And it drives me crazy again because I looked up a quick walkthrough on one thing and just the screenshot was so pretty. Like, yeah. Come on. Like you, yes. you put a lit screen on here and it's still garbage. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I, now I do. I don't want to keep playing it right now because I want to wait till I get my mod kit so uh-huh. I can play it on my fixed Game Boy Advance just because the SP, my hand cramps. That thing is tiny. Yeah, it's tiny, but it's got that lovely backlit screen. Okay, so yeah, let's go <laughs> and get into that since I've <laughs> ranted my way into there. So the Game Boy Advance SP came out in February of 2003. Still at $99, which is cool. So they didn't change the price. And it is a brand new design. Yes. It is a clamshell. So it can flip open. And then once it's flipped open, it looks, you know, very reminiscent of the original Game Boys. Hmm. Things they added is now rechargeable. So you can just plug it into, uh, you know, an AC adapter and charge Hmm. it. But it has no headphone jack. So they got rid of that. But then the most important feature here was that it had a front lit screen. Did you know that? Did you know there's actually two versions of the SP? I did. There's the original and then there's the, I don't know what the second one's called, but it was much brighter, apparently. Much brighter. 
Yeah, I never owned either, but that's what I know about it. <laughs> Everyone so, I knew owned an SP, but <laughs> yeah, it's one of those situations where like, hey, I want a Game Boy. We have Game Boy at home, and then I just <laughs> had my Game Boy Advance, which now doesn't work anymore. Ironically enough, it doesn't oh, work. No. I don't know what happened, but it's oh, that sucks. broken. But my original Game Boy works, which is interesting. Hmm. Oh, well. So, yes, the, the first version in 2003, it was a front-lit screen. Uh, mm. It's called, if, to, if you want to know the difference, if you look on the back, it's going to say AGS-001, while the backlit version is AGS-101. And this front-lit screen, which I never knew that when I owned it, I didn't realize that it wasn't as high as quality as it could have been. But, you know, it's basically a, like little, it's like lights around the perimeter of the front of your screen. So it's just kind of lighting it up for you without a peripheral attached. Mm. And because of that, it's still, the colors look washed out. They don't yeah. pop. There's not as much contrast. Yes, you can play it anywhere, but it's not going to look as good. So this is not that beloved because of it. So then in 2005, two years later, they released this newer version and pretty much the only difference was the box said like new, brighter screen. And yeah. the button on the front lets you just choose between normal and high brightness. You couldn't turn it mm. off, just normal or high. But why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that was also still the same price. But uh, to give you some perspective on the, the desirability of these, I went on eBay and the garbage original AGS-001, uh, it goes for roughly $70. A, a standard Game Boy Advance, like I said, is roughly 50 And then the newer version, the AGS-101, generally is going for at least 130 today. So we're looking at about a, a $60 price difference in what people are looking for here yeah which makes sense because it looks so much better oh i remember what i was gonna say <laughs> earlier when i was ranting <laughs> about the screen um oh so about the color we both had that translucent blue and i think in, i later kind of regretted that because i really liked the purple one just the standard yeah. one and i know that translucent was a huge you know 90s early 2000s trend it's like oh yep. i can see the parts inside that's so cool <laughs> but now to me it just kind of seems gimmicky because it's like I, I don't care what's inside um, yeah <laughs> so anyway so while when i ordered this new screen that i'm going to use to mod it i also bought a, a brand new shell that was okay. just like 15 bucks and it's the red one just the solid red not translucent and mm. i'm just i'm excited to kind of rebuild a game boy from scratch and, and have a brand new red one with an awesome screen so I can finally yeah. play through Minish Cap in style. That will be awesome. It is. Y so, yeah, <laughs> you'll enjoy that. Yeah. So while I'm talking about that, uh, I'm trying to hold myself uh, to a goal here. And it's as I'm speaking right now, it's actually going to be a while till you hear this. So hopefully I am going to record all of me modding this and make a how-to video. And this will be like one of the first things I post on our Twitter so hopefully if you go to our Twitter today, you'll see a how-to video on how I did this mod. And it's probably an awesome video. I hope. It's, it's, it's going to be. With, with the proper attitude, it's going to be an awesome <laughs> video. So I know already it's going to be an awesome video. All right, thanks. And you've got experience doing this. Really yeah, cool so stuff like this. So Go check out the rest <laughs> of my videos. Yeah, they're pretty legit. They're too legit. Um, too legit. They're too legit to quit. <laughs> Bingo. But, but what? <laughs> oh, you, you just, you hit the nail on the, on the oh, head there. Okay. They're too legit to quit. Well, now I'm, <laughs> now I'm unlegit. Okay, for that, okay. For that, I must quit. Oh, only with that attitude. All right. I'm just quoting Hot Rod. Go watch Hot Rod. That's another endorsement today. Great movie. Hot Rod. I have not seen that movie in what? so long. Oh. I in so it. long. <laughs> okay. I thought you were saying you'd never seen it. Nah, dude. We that was like a movie that we watched together a couple of times a You're long right. time ago. Ah, uh, it is such a good holy movie. cow. <laughs> okay, so now what else do we like about Hot Rod? I mean, the Game Boy Advance. 
uh, the Game Boy uh, Micro. Do you remember that one? Yes, yes. I was excited to talk to you about this because yeah, you have I, one. I do have one, and it was one that really didn't catch on. It wasn't super popular. It was. It was really cool. Um, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I, I can see why it wasn't super popular. It was more of like a. It, it wasn't. Um, it was more of a novelty than anything. Like yeah, yeah it was definitely. really cool. But it wasn't very practical, I should say. Um, <laughs> so why? So, so because, well, first off, it was it had the brightest screen of all of them, mm -hmm. and because the screen was way smaller, it had a higher resolution, so sure. everything was clearer. But that was also one of the reasons why it was, I guess, um, unattractive to some people because the screen was so small, you really mm -hmm. had to look hard. And on top of that, the face plates you could change um, via a little key, uh -huh. and that was cool and all. But people complained that, or at least the people that I talked to, complained that like it was just it was easy to lose because it was small. It was tiny. Yeah, it was, and it would only play Game Boy Advance games. Uh, I mean, and that was also something that would only happen with the SP. But yes. um, I think the size was what mainly turned people off of this uh, system. But it was yeah. still cool to have, um, at least I so, thought so. And it was rechargeable and all. But Yeah, so I just looked it up. It, it was only four inches wide and two inches tall. So yeah. basically it was, I mean, the height of this was pretty much just the size of a Game Boy cartridge. Like, yep, it, it took up most of the height of that thing. It More is tiny, but it's, it, you're right, it's super novel and yep but it's just so sleek and for a while i've been hunting these on ebay it's like oh maybe i can find one just because it's yeah. like oh it's it's i can stick it in my pocket play some pokemon and yep. for some reason so like you said they weren't popular and they didn't i don't know if they didn't sell well or just not enough people bought them because this actually came out the same time as that new Game Boy SP. They both came out in September of 2005 at $99. Oh, yeah. So mm. if people are going to make that choice at that moment, why would they choose this teeny tiny one that, you know, doesn't have this clamshell design, can't mm -hmm. play backwards compatible games? So you're right. It, it didn't sell. But because of that, good grief, I cannot find one for an affordable price on oh, eBay really? whatsoever. So. First off, almost when I check today, they're almost all exclusively coming from Japan. There's very few American resellers here. Oh, um, snap. Yeah. And since it's Japan and they take better care of stuff, almost all of them like come with a box, which drives the price up even more. Yeah. So I'd say from what I saw, almost everything consistently was going for over $200. Wow, a, a lot of other ones were going for a lot more. For the most part, all I can find is they came out with like a special Famicom edition, like anniversary yeah. edition, and that's I the one that's that most one. most popularly listed on eBay. And because okay. of it, it's it's even pricier. I could barely okay. find the originals. So, uh, like Jake said, it came with like you could buy face plates to customize the front, which is cool. Has some customization. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It only so it actually only comes with two colors, black and silver, is yeah the body color, and then you get face plates from there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I could not find them. So, uh, I'm yeah. gonna, that leads me to a fun fact, though, Jake, about oh, the really? Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance is region unlocked. Oh snap! Heck yeah! Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance has is region free. Which means if you find a cheap one in Japan and you're like, hey, I should get Cameron a cool souvenir, you can. And I can play it and put American games in it, which is pretty <laughs> That's neat. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, I should definitely keep that in mind because that is our namesake. We are Region Unlocked. Therefore, <laughs> I must uh, find one for you. And there are some cool looking Game Boy Advances over here. I've seen them as cheap as... Uh, granted used but i've seen them sure. as cheap as um 1500 yen so that's about 15 usd what yes that's awesome i've seen some 
but there's probably a reason why they're that cheap. <laughs> that being said, the systems here are a little bit cheaper over here. So okay, well, uh, I'll have to so, check out a used electronics store. So yeah, if you find some some working cheap ones, you buy those up. I'll throw new screens in them and mod them out, and then we'll we'll have some sweet swag. Maybe we can give one away to a, a lucky listener or something. Oh, snap. That's right. You've got all those modding skills. You can make it fancy. That's right. <laughs> Heck, I, I might go do that after we're done here because I don't want to just sit around, and there's a couple of used electronic stores I need to check out. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it for the history. Do you have any any other facts or anything you'd like to share before I share mine? About the Game Boy? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Ooh, the Game Boy Advance. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Obviously. What can, we, what can we tell people about the Game Boy Advance? Um, if you want to learn about the Game Boy Advance, listen from the beginning of this episode all the way to this point. That's my advice. All right, excellent, Jake. Well... <laughs> While you ignore his bad advice, here's a, a few more facts I have for you real quick. So, actually, there was a predecessor for the Game Boy in the works in the early-ish 90s um, before the Game Boy Advance was planned. And this was called, or it was codenamed Atlantis. And it looked similar to a Game Boy. It was a little more, I don't know, more organic, a little more curvy in some ways. Hmm. And it was supposed to be pretty powerful. However, it just kind of ended up being plagued with issues. And it was very big. Like, you couldn't put it in your pocket. And so because of this, they ended up, they scrapped the idea and kind of held on to that technology to, to use it later. But Nintendo, they're like, oh, we had these plans. They kind of fell through. We need to give some sort of alternative. So... That is okay. what led to the Game Boy Color being created. Because, like, we need to give them something fresh and fun. Hmm. So, that was that. So, okay. like I said, it was called, it was codenamed Atlantis. It's a very strange reason why. And that's because it was planned to come out in 1996. And, Jake, in 1996, where were the Olympics? They were in. Greece? Well, more specifically. Wait, what? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> in Atlantis? Yep, that was the game. The Olympic Games were in Atlantis. No, they were in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying to think, what on earth? Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so they codenamed their console that. But anyway, hmm. two more facts for you. They were dead set on the Game Boy Advance being able to be backwards compatible with the entire Game Boy library because they knew mm. that was a huge selling point. They're like, we've been putting out these games for 12 years. We need to make sure you can keep playing them. And so because of that, they hand checked every single Game Boy game in the Game Boy Advance, making sure it would run. And at oh, that wow. time, there was a lot of games, so they had to put... Uh, a pretty big team on that to sort through all the Game Boy games, popping Jeez. them into Game Boy Advances, making sure they worked. That's insane. There are so many Game Boy games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, final fact for you, when they were making the Game Boy SP, oh, we forgot to say, SP stands for Special, so it's the Advanced Special, they actually tested or had their first version of a stereoscopic 3D technology to be used on this, which they then later used in the 3DS. So the, the, oh. tech, the tech wasn't ready, but it's just crazy to think that they were trying it back in 2003. Was that not the exact same form of 3D, the stereoscopic that they used uh, in the Virtual Boy, which was never popular at all? Or was that just a slightly different... Uh, I think those are slightly different, but don't quote me okay. on that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, the Virtual Boy, that really never caught on. <laughs> no, but the Game not. Boy did. 
<laughs> it sure did. So, uh, Jake, I think that's it. That's our, our facts. We're, that's just the system. We got so much to talk about with actual games next week because there were some incredible games for the yes. Game Boy Advance. And I am excited to talk about that. But anyway, guys, we did it. We made it through the first episode of season two of the yeah. coolest the coolest podcast put on by two people in different countries named Cameron and Jake. So Yes, the countries <laughs> of Cameron and Jake. We did it. Um, <laughs> so I want to remind you, get on Twitter today. Check out our account. I'm pretty proud of it. It's got pictures of us on it, and uh, <laughs> that's about it at the moment. Probably my that's first tweet. That's what makes it awesome. And probably... Let's see, Jake. Today you need to post a picture of something going on in Japan, and I'm going to okay. post my video of my new awesome Game Boy Advance. Cool. The the awesome modded Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Cool. I think that's a deal. Okay. So before we go, we're gonna we're gonna try to change up uh, top fives because I don't know. Top fives were never successful last season, unless. Unless you are freaking out because you love top five. If, if you are, tell us on Twitter. Tell us to do the top fives again. But instead, we are going to ask you a trivia question. And then you have to respond by sending us a direct message on Twitter. You get it right. We give you a shout out next week. Um, hopefully. I, I don't know how well the timing of this is going to work because, again, we record them so far in advance that I might go modify next week's episode <laughs> with our with our answer at the end. But anyway, we'll give you a shout out. And who knows? Maybe in the future we'll send you like a prize or something. I don't know. Uh, Jake, did, I've been working on some region unlocked T-shirts that maybe Ooh. I might send out someone. I, I still can't land on a design I like. But anyway. We'll have to look at that. There's some incentive right there. Absolutely. So here is your trivia question. Remember, answer it by sending a direct message on Twitter. So I would like you to tell me who designed the original Game Boy Advance shell? Who designed that horizontal, awesome Game Boy so different from the original Game Boy? There's a very specific person, and he has a very specific name, or she. So... (laughs) Find that out. Send us a message. Uh, let us know. So uh, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, everyone, to season two. I hope you enjoyed and continue listening as we go forward. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And this is my new outro for season two, where I say something witty. And I uh, comment on it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>